This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Wallace dips inside and hits. Stephen Fletcher back towards Adam Rich! listening to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Hello, my name is James Mappin and this is the Oppo's View. This is where we get someone to talk about their club and what we expect from the, our upcoming opponents. This week it's Accrington Stanley, a side we played less than a month ago, who currently lie 10th in the league on 30 points, seven shy of ourselves uh, and the playoff places. Now, when I said we get someone to talk about their club, our guest today, uh, it literally is their club. Uh, we're delighted to be joined by Andy Holt, the, the current chairman of Accrington Stanley Football Club. Andy, thank you for taking time out to, to speak to us today. Not a problem anytime. Sorry, I couldn't do it Wednesday. I've got a Christmas party on that I didn't realise I had. I didn't realise it was Wednesday. I thought it was Thursday. I'm so sure you're a, I'm sure you're a busy man anyway. Um <laughs> first of all, for everyone listening, I just want to point out that when I when I approached Andy uh, to come on the podcast, it, it, it told me that he, uh, he wasn't a football expert, to which I replied, neither am I. So uh, <laughs> so yeah, um obviously before we talk about Accrington's recent form, etc. Obviously, let's get a few questions out of the way about yourself and, and obviously how you became chairman. Because I'm I'm right in saying it, it weren't really on your radar, was it, to be to become Chairman of Accrington Stanley? No, not at all. I mean, we we I have a business in in the town in the borough, and uh, we we donate quite a bit to a lot of local uh, setups. Not not necessarily work cancer charities and things like that. About getting kids off streets. All right. Uh, so rugby club, cricket clubs, boxing clubs, you name it. So each year we put quite a bit of cash out that way. And, it, and if it's getting kids off street, which which I benefited we you know. When I were a lad, yeah, uh, they're rented off a bit now. That you know, we're happy to support where we can. And uh, I were approached loads of times by Accrington Stanley, uh, a chap called Murray Dawson, we represented him. Uh, and I kicked him out half a dozen times because 
you know, I, I don't want anything to do with a football club. I didn't. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I'd only ever been to Accrington Stanley before once in my life uh, right. okay. before I took over. And I was 50 when I took over. So that's a, uh, that's a, the level of my involvement. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I, they asked me, it, it were a desperate situation. They asked for some sponsorship and, and I decided I'd give them some sponsorship. We agreed to sponsor shirts at Stadium for, I think, 200 grand over three years. Okay. Uh, to give them a chance. Were they in a bit and of trouble went, at that point? Sorry? Were the club in a bit of a tr- bit of trouble at that yeah, point? Yeah, we're doomed. But I didn't realise how doomed. Uh, it were, it couldn't pay its wages or anything. And, it, and only when I went to see us uh, uh, play Burnley on the first day as a sponsor yeah. did I realise uh, how bad things were. Uh, as the old story goes, I tried to buy a beer and they ran out of beer on there because they couldn't afford to pay for bar bills, for beer bills. and uh, Right. So, funnily enough, when we played Berlin, we we scored three goals in nine minutes, like you did against us for the week. <laughs> yeah. So, so there is a bit of a connection going on here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And and uh, we went on to win four uh, two. During that match, the ex chairman Peter Marsden, a great guy, said to me, uh, "Look, we we you know laid it out how it were, and will you give us some help?" Uh, and I said. Well, not really. You know, I don't really want to be involved. Uh, all I want to do is go and have a pint on a Saturday with my lad and watch yeah. the football. You know, that's yeah. what I want to do. I'm a fan. I'm not interested in uh, running football clubs. But uh, I said, look, it, it pestered and pestered. I said, look, I'll, I'll, uh, they, they needed £100,000 to pay wages in, in that September. So I said, look, I'll sort the 100000 out. I'll spend September and October looking at it, and at the end of October, if I don't get involved, you can consider it a gift, and you'll never see me again. I'll finish sponsorship deal off as we've uh, yeah. as, as agreed, and that's me. Uh, and, and as I looked into it, it just got worse and worse and worse and worse. It were, they talk about the black hole. Uh, the council had kept properly, not through any bad reason. These these guys were volunteers working hard, and they just couldn't afford the staff to, to do... Yeah. So where where were they in the league at this point in time, Andy? Uh, they they were, I think they would be. Well, we went on that season, beginning of the season. Uh, it had only just started the season. When I got involved, it were October, and I think we were mid table. In, uh, in what division? Sorry. In what division? In league, league two. Sorry. League two, right? Yeah. Uh, but but when I when I started looking at it, I got involved in. Uh, Started looking at community trust with Martin Fear and our our academy. Community trust were interacting with thousands of kids every every day at week and every night at week. Uh, and I thought, well, if this goes down, then we lose that. And fitting in with what I was trying to do anyhow in local area, yeah. uh, I thought this is a decent way. I think it was losing about they said three hundred thousand a year, and it turned out to be near six hundred. Debts <laughs> were debts were like a couple of million. Uh, so, but when I saw, when I saw what what really went on at club, and I got involved with supporters club and everybody there, uh, despite lawyers, what my wife, my kids, accountants, everybody saying don't touch it with any barge pole you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, uh, I decided to have a go, and 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 that's what I did. So I, I saw it to the desk, and we got a, a straight start, and uh, over. Last six years, we've we probably 
over a period made a profit. You know, we, we've gone from negative assets to to having some assets. We've got us on we own his own stadium now. We you know we're building new bars and things. So we, we, we listen. Our ambition just to finish that story off is just a bit best Accrington we can possibly be. Yeah, you know we can't be Premier League. You know, I'm not sure you can. Everybody thinks they can, but that championship's a nightmare. Of course, yeah. Uh, but we, we we can't do that. So we want to make a really great community club that means something to people at town, that's respected and that does a decent job. And that's what that's the game we're on now. Of course, yeah. Obviously, you know, you just said there, you know, building like a sustainable model in at the same time. I mean, um, just move, moving on slightly. I mean, it's fair to say that you're not like most owners. Obviously, you're, you're very open. Uh, obviously, regularly interacting with the fans. Um, you know, it's that something that's not the not the norm in, in football. You know, why do you think most owners aren't like that, like yourself? Well, I, I mean, Sharon Britton came and sided with Bolton. And she's a great lass. She's great for Bolton. And uh, she said, I love what you do, talking to fans, interacting with fans, but they give me shit all the time. I get too much shit. These are her exact words. And I said, well, let it go over your head in a bit stronger words. Yeah. You know, I said, I said just forget it. Who cares? You're never going to get everybody to agree with you. It's about communicating and giving information out from, you know, from the art and about what you're trying to do and where you're trying to go. Some people aren't going to agree. Whatever you say, and it, it don't matter. You've just got to get. You've got to communicate with fans. And I started on Twitter. Uh, my daughter. I'd only been at Accrington five minutes, and my daughter would bring brought a phone in, and you know she's the young last twenty four or whatever she were then, and she brings this phone, and she says, "Look what they're saying, Dad, on this Twitter," and I'd never heard of it. Honestly, I'm fifty year old. I didn't know Twitter. Uh, yeah, my book or whatever it's called, the other one. Facebook. That one, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know any of that, and. Uh, so she showed me, and what I saw on Twitter were, were wrong, and, and it were coming from fans. And we knew there, so they're obviously questions, but they were taking a wrong steer on what what were going on. So I said, "You better put me on there, and I'll uh, I'll tell them what's actually happening." Yeah. And and they put me on. She put me on. Uh, sound like a fifty-seven year old, don't they? <laughs> she gets me on Twitter, and uh, I uh, start telling fans truth, good, bad, or indifferent. You know, and, and they were happy with that. I was going to say, has that been received from the, from the fans? Do they do they enjoy that that you are open and honest? I'm guessing you are honest with what you're saying as well. Well, the thing is, if you're putting it out there, and, and don't forget, I live four miles away from ground. I've got local pub. I eat at local restaurants, and if if you know if I make a mess of Accrington, I'm not going to be able to walk down the street. Yeah, you know. So so the, the, there's like a policeman effect there. If I do decent job, I can't hide in America or wherever anybody else because I'm I'm, here. I'm not. John Henry at Liverpool. I'm here yeah. and, I, and I belong here. This is where this is where I'm born and where I'm at. So so I always find I've always found that being honest with you, uh, it saved me money for a start because I didn't do things that I thought I wanted to do, you know, and I would have made a mess of it. So so being honest with them has always been the best way. And it it causes you get a response, and if you get a negative response, you can start questioning why you're doing it that way. Because if you're doing something the fans don't want, I can't see a point to doing it. You know, yeah. it, so so one of the first things I did was have a vote on. Uh, we we had a stand that were uh, the Clayton and it was standing at back and seating at front. And all seats at fronts were knackered and bent over because they were back putting the feet on them, stood up and like you do, like yeah. anybody does. Yeah. Uh, and we were below EFL regs for the number of seats. 
So EFL wanted us to put seats in all lot of it, which would have killed all our claimant. Yeah. So I put out a vote on Twitter and uh, said, look, this is what we've got to do. What do you want to do? You want to go for all seats or all terrace? And it came back overwhelmingly, the terrace. So I took them all out. Okay. So arguing with EFL that I'm not putting new seats where people don't want them. You know, as we develop the ground, we'll put the right seat, the right amount of seats where they need to be. And then we've got a terrace, a couple of terraces now, and a couple of, you know, good quality seating areas now. Yeah. I mean, you said there, you know, that, that's obviously one ding dong that you had with the EFL. You've had, you know, quite a few. Um, do, you know, do you get... You get much pushback from from the EFL with certain decisions that you've that you've made. Well, I, I mean, I did get to push a lot of pushback. I got it from FA and everybody. I've had some some good letters off them. Uh, <laughs> I've been dragged into office a couple of times, but I kind of I'm not worried about any of that because I'm not working for them. You know, I'm yeah. working for Accrington. I'm doing a job for Accrington. I'm not. I'm, you know, that's the job I've got to do. Yeah. Uh, but the EFL's changed so much in my six years. It was the biggest waste of time I've ever seen up to the last few years. Uh, Rick Parry's coming and he's changed the game. No two ways about it. The, they've supported the in, independent regulator, which were the only move they could possibly do. Uh, Tracy Crouches has uh, come up with good recommendations, and, and those recommendations are going to mean that uh, uh, financial distribution gets sorted out, financial regulations go, get sorted out. So next time teams like Sheffield Wednesday are in championship, there'll be fair deal, fair, fair rules. Uh, you know, and Sheffield Wednesday, it's not Sheffield Wednesday's fault or uh, Derby's fault or Sunderland's fault or or Ipswich's fault. It's not their fault they're in League One. Yeah. I'm telling you now, uh, I'm assuming Derby are going to be in League One next year, by the way, but they might not be. It's it's bad regulation. It's bad. It's a parachute payment. That's uh, well. If if you when you go back to which you will back up to the championship, you'll get four million of TV money, uh, and a parachute one parachute payment will be forty four million, and that's what you'll be up against. Yeah. On top of that, Premier League will set rules so you can't compete. They'll tell you, you can only spend thirteen million a year, no matter how much money you've got. Yeah, we fall we follow that. So so. You know, Rick Parry has changed again, and I'm fully supportive of uh, not the FA, believe it or waste of time. I'm fully supportive of uh, uh, of the EFL. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, have you considered changing the way you go about things as a as an owner in terms of like how open you are? I bet, I bet there's been times where you have made certain decisions and you've come under some some flack. Let's say. Yeah, I, very rarely do I come under flack that's not fair. You know, so when they when they're telling you something, fans, you need to be listening because they're not telling you out of badness; they're telling you out of love for the club. So don't forget, I'm talking to fans that have been there. We went bust in 1962 and reformed in '68. I talked to fans that have still got tears in their eyes when I talked to them about nine, before 1962 when we went bust. Yeah, you know, and they're telling me what they want and, and where they don't agree. You know, they're entitled to say. So, obviously, uh, obviously, you know, you're. you're... I'm guessing you're a successful businessman. Everyone says football's a business, but it, it's not as easy as just being a business, is it? You know, you can't run a, a football club just like you run your your business, can you? No, no football's. It, at the minute, it's a lottery. It's just a lottery. It's a gambling. It's a casino. 
for for rich owners. You know, uh, I believe you sold your stadium, something like that. Derby did. Yep. Look, that, that's, that's that's why true. that's why we're probably in this league because of the points deduction that we got for for not filing the uh, the stadium sale in the correct year. Yeah, but as, don't forget uh, you, you've been you've been cheated by rules. So you've been you could afford to compete and you weren't being allowed to. So so Miller Darby, I'm not defending him. Uh, exactly the same as you we did this stadium because rules had changed so you could sell stadium. Yep. Uh, and uh, you know he. He, he just he had enough money to compete and we weren't allowed to under Premier League's profit and sustainability rules. So so you, you could, it, they were making it a close shot. So yeah. it, what these owners were doing were trying to find a way around that because they wanted a fair shot at Premier League. I'm not defending them, you know, because if you can't do it, you know, you, you need to be sensible and accept that you can't do it. And, you know, we need to fight to change rules. There's no point to... Uh, getting involved and not filing accounts and not paying tax and all the rest of it. There's no point doing that. Uh, but I fully understand why they did it. You know, if I'm a billionaire, why can't a billionaire come in and take over your club and compete with, uh, I don't know, Aston Villa? Why should Why should you not have that opportunity? It's, it's right. Obviously, you know, our chairman, Chan Siri, yes. He has got, well, as far as I'm aware, there is a lot of money that he can spend. But like you said, it's the rules that dictate that how much we, we can and can't spend. And, and yeah, that leads to making decisions like, like you said, they're selling the stadium, which ultimately went wrong. And yeah, it is, um, it is frustrating. Let's uh, let's say that because, yeah, we could, um, there's a lot of things that I'm sure he wants to do, but but he can't do. Um, I guarantee for him, it'll, it'll be as frustrated as you like. Yeah, 100%. I guarantee he'd be sick to death of it and all fans would be on his back and yet if we were allowed to do and allowed to run the club how we wanted to run it you wouldn't be in League One of course now um, I, I asked for some questions on uh, on Twitter as well and uh, one one guy and an owl tweets is what it's called on Twitter but were the bar takings from our visit the highest ever uh, do you know we, I didn't ask we brought, a few, we, we, we brought a few didn't we yeah, you did. You brought a good crowd. I mean, you brought maximum crowd, as did uh, Sunderland, uh, as did Bolton and Wigan. So you brought maximum crowd, and and uh, I'm really grateful for that, by the way. And I'm also grateful for the fact that there weren't a bit of trouble. We had a great good day. You know, all right. It, it you hammered it down all day. Goals. You had three fluky <laughs> goals against us uh, in nine minutes, uh, and you won. But we, we, had, we had a great day, and uh, we all had a few pints, and... And a pie and a sing song and you know it's what football's all about. I, mean, uh, I, I weren't there that day, but one thing that um, that quite a lot of people did say is that fan zone that you've got, the fact that fans mix in that in that fan zone as well, um, that went down quite well. Um, is that something that you've only just re- like introduced, or have you had that for quite a while? No, we, we've done it all the time. We, we are, I have a different uh, view of football and football fans, uh, and and I found that in the vast majority of uh, circumstances if you treat fans right they treat you back right you know you do get on occasions where somebody's pissed up before it starts a match and being a bit daft uh but you know we, we've had you here we've had Barnsley uh Soul Lake we've had, we've had loads of matches Soul Lake and every one of them has been brilliant we're just mates you know we're, we're all you're an home fan and an away fan you know we're all same we, cut, we go home we go away we do whatever we're doing and uh so, so I want I want away clubs to treat our fans like we treat their fans. You know, I want to try and get a get it a different going on where 
we're not bullying fans and pushing them around before they get to turnstiles. And you know, I want, I want to, you know, our stewards are trying to be decent and they'll shake hands and do whatever, try and be right with people. And, and I'm proud of what they do. I'm proud of all our, our team. You know, our 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 guys could come to your club and you know there won't be any trouble. The trouble starts when stewards start pushing people about and everything starts then they start raising temper uh, of everybody and, and it just builds it up and then you get little bits of flashpoints before you know it. You've you've a row going on and uh, I don't I, you know listen, two thousand six hundred Sheffield Wednesday fans came to our place and we didn't need police. Yeah. We might have needed a few more barrels of beer, but we didn't need police. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we can drink a bit. Um, now, before we just get on to uh, you know, the, your current form and, and, and how you think uh, Saturday is going to go, um, I mean, what, what's the, what, what would you say is the, the single best part about like, in your time that you've you know, taken over Accrington Stanley? Probably beating Burnley in, in uh, League Cup and then going to West Ham. Uh, in that new London stadium, I think we were first uh, one of the first clubs to go to it. Uh, got beat in ninety six minute. We had Dimitri Payet free kick. Uh, I can tell you, sound very bitter about lucky. that. Andy. They were lucky, uh, but I'd always say that. So, so that were really special to me because we haven't played it. It's like Burnley and Accrington are four mile apart, and we haven't played them since eighteen ninety three. I think in anger. Right, okay. And we played them on telly and, and beat them 1 0 in the 120th minute. So that, that were really special. Uh, but there's there's been so many uh, great occasions. I mean, we, we're coming to uh, Sheffield Wednesday on, on Saturday. I mean, we're acting to Stanley. We've got to keep us, you know, keep a bit of perspective about job. I mean, yeah. our crowd's about averages about two 800 and yours is. 22,000, yeah. 22,000 uh, or whatever. You know, we, we played Bolton at weekend and seven hours scored were under 23s. You know, they were like goal scorer from Bogner Regis uh, end of last season. You know, uh, right. on, on, uh, and when we, when we played you, we had, we had quite a few kids out when we played against you. And, and, but I mean, you, you're a top side. Uh, you know, if we can, if you look at the table, we are 10th. If you look above us, you know, it fills me with pride that we can even live amongst that company because, you know, we haven't got the facilities yet. As we generate more cash, our, our player budget, it's not just about player budget, any. But, uh, you know, if you'd have asked me five years ago or six years ago, what would you feel like if you were playing Sheffield Wednesday away in, in league in, in six years? I'd have said exactly, exactly opposite, probably to what you'd say. You know, I'd say that'd be a dream come true, and it is. You know, so uh, it, it'll be another one ticked off. I mean, going up to Sunderland, uh, we play Sunderland uh, just after. Uh, I think it's on the thirtieth of December. So there, yeah, that'll be a uh, that will be a decent game. Yeah, that'll be a day, won't it? They're great. They're great up there. You know, I, I'll be honest. End at Bolton game at weekend. Uh, I, I walked Sharon out because they walked, they did a sponsored walk from Bolton to our place. Did uh, Sharon written and rest at directors? Okay, uh, it must be in the red, anyhow. Uh, <laughs> after match, I just walked them out to buses and police said, No, just don't don't go out there yet. There's there's a lot of Bolton fans have been beat. And I said, Behave yourself, you know. We just walked out 
talked at Bolton fans on the way out. No issue. You know, it, it, they, were, they were fine. Uh, I, think, I, think, I think, you know, us especially, you know, we do we do respect uh, what you have done. You know, at Atkinson Stanley, and obviously when we came, it was, like I said, it was obviously, yeah, we've got three points, so it's going to be a good day out when you get when you get three points. But everything else and, and how open you are, like I said, you know, it, has, uh, it has been applauded from uh, from. Many of you know many fans of of Sheffield Wednesday and other fans of other clubs as well. Um, I mean, I just want to get onto um, onto you know more recent uh, events, obviously in, in the form um, and, and stuff like that. I mean, one um, before I do that, actually, one player that uh, that I didn't realise played for Acton Stanley, obviously plays for us now, is is Josh Windass. Um, obviously, a player that you that you know know well. Obviously, started his career at, at Acton Stanley. Um, any any bad blood blood against him and the way that he ended no, his uh, tenure? I give him a whole glass week. Look, a few weeks ago when he came to our place, uh, not a picture. The scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Cool, I, I wish him I wish him all the best. Uh, there were there were I didn't like how Rangers approached behind the scenes. But I, you know I can't blame uh, uh, Josh and, and Crooks if they wanted to better their career. You know at Stanley at the time they couldn't even be sure it was going to last as a club. Uh, and they were being offered uh, riches from Rangers uh, but I didn't like how they went about it if they'd have just rung in the first place uh, any of them then uh, because I'm a bit, I'm a bit wet behind ears I believe that everybody followed rules in them days I believe that the rules are you don't make contact at play you make contact at club first uh, you don't do it before when the opens you know all them rules that are supposed to be followed rarely get followed there's some good owners that do follow them but they rarely get followed and they didn't get followed then and that's what set me off but he's a listen I don't take note away from what Josh is doing with his career and I like him he's a good lad in fact I've told him to get me a shirt one of our fans wants one of your Sheffield Wednesday shirts that uh, that we can say better not forget else I'll be on to him <laughs> well I don't know if he listens to this podcast but if he does I'm sure he'll uh, I'm sure he'll sort it out I'll have for to you. point it to him <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny with you saying that. Obviously, what happened with yourself and Rangers, or and Josh Windus and, and Rangers, is exactly what happened with with us with uh, Azazia Regida and Liam Shaw as well. Uh, at the end of last season, they've both gone to both gone to Celtic under the same same rules, um, signing a pre contract and. Yeah. Yeah, it's not quite worked out for them, but uh, yeah, we know exactly how you how you feel when it's, it's almost like the rug gets uh, you know pulled from under your feet at at, uh, at times, isn't it? Um, now, in terms of your expectations like this season, um, what were your expectations at the start of the season? Obviously, your tenth at the moment. Have they changed? You know, we're nearing nearing the halfway stage. I mean, football uh, it plays with your mind. It gets on me wick. 
So after we'd finished playing, getting beat by you, we'd, we'd, we'd lost 4 1 5, 1 3, 1 4, 1 4, and it'll hit my light. You know, I thought, here we go, we're on the world's biggest slide. And then in the last three games, you win three, lose one. Uh, and all of a sudden, we've gone from 21 points to uh, 30 points in them games since we played you. So now I don't feel as bad. But you're making investment decisions off the pitch. You know, you're talking contracts with lads. And if, if you get in your bottom at, bottom at league, it, you know, for us, it'll cost us a million, million and a half quid. I'm, I'm not giving contracts out because if we go to league two, uh, you know, we've got, to, we've got to find that million and a half quid from somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and yet, no, I'm like, let's get these contracts sorted because we've had this, because we've, we've won three games and that's what it does. I mean, uh, football, as you, it's like the big world's biggest roller coaster. Yeah. You, you, one minute you can think you're going down and the next minute you think, hey, up. So, so a bit earlier on, you might have thought, well, we're not even going to get placed this year. And now you think chance at top two. Well, at the start of the season, at the start of the season, it were HMS Pistol League. We were going to, uh, we we're going to walk it when we were four, four, five, four or five games in. We we're top of the league. We not lost a game. Mm. Five clean sheets. It were, it were easy this league. And then <laughs> it speaks was, you know, a couple of weeks before we played, played you, and um, you'd, you'd have thought we we're getting relegated uh, if you'd have spoke to some some fans and listened to this it podcast. Does that, you yeah, you yeah. want to be an owner and think you've you, you a million and a half quid riding on it. You know, well, if we go down, we're not, we won't have two thousand six hundred Sheffield Wednesday fans. Or but we're Matter Barnsley fans next year. Well not 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 if we go down. But we won't have uh, We might have a few Chesterfield fans. <laughs> well <laughs> but you you see what I'm saying? And, and on know, top yeah, of the yeah. lo- loss of T V income, that's what we lose. So from a business point of view. But also we, we've got new facilities, new bars and uh, you know, clubs like yours that behave will be welcoming and join mix mix, you know, all of all different games on in place and you know, you'd be yeah. welcome to mix with everybody else and uh, you, you know, you don't want to be looking at relegation when you're just opening new facilities. Of course. Yeah, so, so, so have, you, have your expectations changed then? Like what, where, did, where, did you, where did you see Action Stanley finishing at the start of the season? What, what were your, your aim? You know, everyone that plays football manager, you know, they always have them. At the start yeah. of the season, it's board expectations. You need to finish in this position. And like, what, yeah. where, where well, were my, where... my, my, my position that I'm happy with uh, is 20th in league at the end of the season. Yeah. In reality, I thought we have a good chance of mid-table. And and uh, at, at the other side of it, we might squeak a playoff. But, yeah. you know, if we squeak a playoff, you know, we deserve gold medals, really, because... You know, we, we, it's a tough league, with, isn't it? It's a, it's a, it's a, and there's a big difference between top and bottom. So well, we, we were just looking on the podcast yesterday. We were looking at, I mean, I don't know how true it is, but we we're just looking at um, wages. Um, we we spend ten million pound a year on wages, reportedly. I don't know how true it is or not. I've I've no idea. Yeah. With you know, Bailey Peacock fouls on twenty eight thousand pound a week, and then yeah, you know, I said I don't know how true it is, but you know, you're spending, I think one and a half, two million pound a year, yeah, something like that. It might be about one point nine. Yeah, so it's five I mean, to, five times less than what we're than what we're yeah. paying. I want I want to grow it uh, by getting more revenue from bars and hospitality and you know we, we we're investing a lot at twenty threes so some of them kids are coming through now it's brilliant we didn't have an under twenty three so we got a lot of players at eighteen with nowhere to put them they couldn't you couldn't see that edge at first team yeah and then we can take these players on and they started to come through for me if 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 Aki can uh, stay up 
I think we're, you know, we're doing remarkably well. And, and if we can finish mid-table, well, I'll be climbing mountains with delight. <laughs> you know, you look at clubs above us, you need to look at them nine clubs above us. And, and you can see that it's, uh, you know, it's a big achievement for uh, for our club. Uh, and I mean, it, it's something else as well. You've obviously stuck by the manager. Uh, he's been there. Well, he was there when you came in, uh, and he's still there now. Is is that is that an ethos? Is that something that's just just happened in terms of like, or is that something that you believe in? In that you know, giving someone that that chance, and you know, you know, success comes with with staying with a club for a long time. Well, well. Paulie we, we've we've changed been, our manager. We we we've had more managers than you know than yeah. you can shake a stick at over the over the recent well, years. Paulie and Jim, we, we have a different philosophy. I have a completely different philosophy, uh, but you know we're coming from a different viewpoint. We're not looking at championship, trying to get to Premiership. I'm looking at stability. Uh, so so Coley and Jimmy on Christmas Day will have managed Accrington Stanley twenty years exactly. Yeah, they did a fifteen year spell, well a fourteen year spell, and they've done a six year spell. Uh, and they've been in management 25 years. So the question of whether they can manage on four promotions, no relegations. So so they've got up four tiers. Yeah. So, so it's not a question about whether they can manage or whether they're good at managing or whether they aren't good at managing because the record speaks for itself. So, you know, even if we went down a division, the question would be, who, who would you pick to get you out of it? Somebody that's been done in all leagues below you, that's had 25 years' experience and knows the place inside out or, or some some other manager so so but the biggest thing for me is loyalty you know I want loyalty I don't want to be looking over my shoulder and find out everybody's tapping John Coleman up yeah you know so and and I, if I'm not right with him and, and not loyal to him I can only explain to be the same to, to me so if he's looking over his shoulder at club thinking hey I've had a bit of a shite run here I'm going to be out of, out of the door uh, I can't blame him for looking elsewhere or, yeah. or for talking to, listening to others and, and taking other offers. So, so I, my ambition were always that they'd earn as well as we could pay them and we'd look after them and trust them and uh, hopefully they'd trust us and, and we'd become good friends now. You know, there's, uh, talk to them every day. In fact, I just put phone down to call him before, before I come on here. Uh, he's, uh, you know, we talk about everything. We probably had two hours on phone on Sunday. Uh, you know about all issues about club and how we're going to take club forward as a you know, as a whole. And uh, you know, you, when somebody puts twenty years into a job and finishes up in in League One from a a club that you know you couldn't showers didn't work, and you know if you turn sprinklers on at half time, you'd uh, you won't be able to wash your hands in toilets because it was domestic <laughs> supply. Uh, when when you consider what what they've done. Uh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. The other thing I would say is I know business. I've got four or 500 staff. I know how to run companies. I know how to build businesses. I know, I know, I understand business. I don't know football. I'm not even in a good position to judge. You know, I still watch league table to judge it. I can say, you know, why are you doing that or who are you playing there and what are you doing here? Because I don't know. Why would I, why would I know football? And too many owners that don't know football think they do. 
and uh, you know they're telling them what who to buy. They're, they're not letting them have an involvement in in players, and and I think a lot of this insecurity over managers gets owners like that. So they think, well, so a manager can't have me over a barrel, and then leave. We'll buy players. We'll have a sporting director that buys players, and then we'll uh, make the manager. It'll be a manager that manages our players. So so you get into a cycle of a manager comes in, he doesn't know any of players, ends up having to manage players and spend six months trying to find out if they're any good or if they fit any system he wants to do. And then you change him. Then you end up with another. And he used to do the same. And it's round and round and round you go. Uh, yeah. I mean, just, you know, obviously, you know, this, this weekend, obviously you're coming to, you're coming to Hillsborough. Um, I mean, when so-called, you know, quote unquote, smaller clubs like, like yourself, obviously no disrespect, you know, play clubs like us, Sunderland, um, you know, the, the bigger clubs in this, in this division, is there that kind of cup final feeling like some people suggest? So is that just a bit of a myth? No, I don't, I don't think there is. I don't think it's any different to any other, uh, any other game for us. Uh, for me personally, it's, 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 you know, I've got immense pride that will, uh, that will be coming there. I mean, I might never come to Sheffield Wednesday again in my life. So it means a lot to me. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that we're lucky enough to, to play there as, as a club, like I say, in 2015, I wouldn't have even dreamt it. But, you know, you listen, it was three to our place. You were miles better in the first half and you might have sat back in the second half uh, and I think I'll, we'll I'll tell you now, when it when it when it was three two, we've we've got history of throwing leads away this season, and um, yeah, they were it was squeaky bum time. I'll tell you, I'll tell you that. I thought, you know, you know, if it had been if it had finished four three to you, we wouldn't have been too surprised at uh, on that on that particular day. And it is eleven against eleven, and if if we turn up, you know, it's been a bit this year where I don't know whether we're going to win five one or lose five one. You know, you, you're like, what's going to happen today? It's consistency's been. Up and down, you know, we started off well. Uh, we were up there, we in early part of the season. Then we, we couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't buy a win. Uh, and now we've had a little mini run. Hopefully, we can continue it on Saturday and, you oh, know, we can get a not. point. <laughs> we can get a point out here, one apiece, or sneak three at uh, two one. I'd be delighted. Uh, but, you know, one of our, one of our fans who's our ultras, uh, when you're a club and football club loses, I'm pissed off. Yeah. You know, I don't need fans having a go at me saying I'm pissed off, you know, because I'm saying, I'm in exactly the same boat. I don't want to lose. Uh, and, and lad that runs our ultras, J.S. Graham, is an absolute diamond. And uh, he could see how we're on my arse after we've been beat one day and it, it, it would matter had a couple of defeats over on. And he just come in and, and said, uh, let's have a pint, that's football. You know, and uh, and I said, after a couple of minutes, I said, it is football. You know, let's just have a pint. And uh, we've got to remember it is a game and, and there's going to be winners and losers. And, uh, you know, everybody gets, nobody wants to lose. And uh, But fans, like I say, it's this madness of football that two or three games makes you sink into, into bits of despair or, uh, or feel... Top of the world, uh, yeah. so I'm going. I'm going this weekend. I'm going for two one to us. Excellent. That's a uh, bold statement there. I just want to talk about obviously you know, your, re- your recent game just against Bolton. Obviously, you beat them at your place, beat them one nil. Um, how, did, how did that? How did that game go? Was, was, was it good? Were you good value for your one nil win or? 
Well, I, well, I thought I thought we, we were. I mean, uh, first off, Bolton did have chances, and uh, our goalie, uh, you know, there were one where they had to score, and our goalie had made a double save. I think second hit him square at first, uh, so around forehead, and uh, you know he got across, blocked it, dived at it, and uh, kept his ink game. We 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 took his chance, and and I thought in second half they didn't trouble us at all. But at first half they had two or three good chances, and and it, you know it could have gone either way. But we, we, when we play Bolton at our, at our place, you know they they like to hold the ball, don't they? they like to like to pass it around, but they didn't really seem to do much with it. It look it looks just from. You know, looking at the statistics, it looks like they did exactly the same same to you. You know, they had more of the possession, but well, you had eighteen shots to their eight. Yeah, that's how it felt as a game, and I think it's second half. You know, you it's periods that match as well. So you, you look at them starts, and you know you have all possession for a big lump of it. You know, and then you might have none, and they they, they they can be a bit misleading. But but in that game, it's second half. I never felt that Bolton were going to score against us, and I usually do feel that they're going to score. Uh, and then I, I thought in first half, that, you know, Bolton could have easily had two or three. And football's like that, you know. You 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 got to take your chances. I mean, you 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 buggers down in Sheffield uh, <laughs> when we played at our place. You know, we made a couple of absolutely basic mistakes, and you punished us. You know, we didn't get a. You know, it weren't we didn't make hundred mistakes. We made two or three, yeah. and you battered us for them. You know, and that's what good clubs do, and that's what good quality players do. And you don't get that in League Two, in no, League no. in League One and Championship. You make a mistake, and you usually pay a price. Further up you go, the price gets more guaranteed to happen. Yeah, uh, and you, you did it against us. I mean, that that game, it, it were quite open. Um, you know, there were there were chances for both sides. Uh, it's fair to say that you, you know you brought it to us in terms of you know you try to make a game of it. There's certain teams that. You know that, that sit back and and happy with a with a point. Is that going to be the same when uh, when you come to Hillsborough on Saturday? And, and perhaps the other question is, you know, uh, as, as a team, are you do you kind of set up the same way every week in week out, or do you kind of change depending on your on the? No, I changed it for this week for last weekend. Did John? I mean, the one thing I guarantee is that we'll be there trying to win because that's called his mantra. He will never go out for a draw to to sit back. I'm glad you said that because when Gillingham came, they were the most time-wasting team we've oh, ever seen. And, and, and it, it, it were boring as anything. I mean, you go to football to enjoy it, don't you? I know, I know you, you probably said, you know, you know you've spoke about um, how much how much money it costs and to get relegated, it would cost you, you know, nearly £2 million. Yeah, pounds. Yeah. So I know points mean a lot, but by God, it was um, it was boring, that game. I mean, sometimes, I know, at our, our level, you eat. You have to go with what players you've got, you know. So you don't have an abundance of players. You know, we have, we have probably thirteen or fourteen what we'd call first team players, and then we start heading down into into what would be kind of reserves, and then twenty threes. Yeah. Whereas bigger clubs that have twenty twenty two that are all capable of being top first team players. So so we we run we run out of you know as highest paid players quicker than you yeah. uh, because. There aren't there aren't so many of them, uh, so so you get so you're having to play to strengths of who you've got out there, and we've had a lot of injuries. Uh, so, I mean, when we, we played Gillingham, we got a draw, uh, but they were long ball up to big lads up front. It were just like, I mean, I, I, they had enough chances. Uh, in fairness, uh, we, we kept them to a, I think it was nil nil draw, but 
it is. You just know it's predictable. You know where it's going, and that's 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 their style. And uh, you know, it might not be their style next week, uh, and it might it, be it ours will, on Saturday. It will be. Steve Evans will play that that style of football till the till the cows come home. <laughs> you know, I met Steve Evans, and I don't mind him. You, you'd be surprised some of these characters like Neil Warnock, Steve Evans, and all that. They have a public uh, image, and yet yeah. when you talk to them, they're all right. Yeah. You know, they, they, they talk like normal people. They're not, you know, you expect some big angry shouting man when you come to talk to them and they're not, they're just like us. Because they were sat on here now, they'd be just like us having a laugh and a joke. Yeah, they're, of they're, course. They're all right. And it, it, it's funny how, uh, how TV and media manage to kind of always catch them in that moment, whether it becomes their brand or whatever, I don't know. But uh, I've always found them all right. Of I've, course. Listen, it, it is shy at that long ball all the time, though, I must admit. It does. It, it does uh... Well, I'm, I'm glad you said you're going to come and have a make a game of it. Like I said, it should be a, a decent uh, a decent game of football. I mean, how many fans are uh, are you bringing to, to Hillsborough on Saturday? I'd have thought for us it'd be a, be a decent amount. I don't know how many it will be, but I'd have thought it'd be a decent amount for us because it is such a rarity that we'll that we play Sheffield Wednesday, and uh, you know, it might be the last time we ever play here at Hillsborough. Who knows? I think when was the last time we played you? Yeah. I wouldn't like to check, but it was it'll years, be it's like it's in the it's in the early. I, I, yeah. I don't think we've played you as as Accrington Stanley. I don't think in your current guys. I think right. it was the, before the ground that were even thought of. I think I think so. Yeah, I'd have to. I would have to double check, but uh, yeah, it was yeah. a long long time ago. Uh, obviously, so, you so, said you, obviously you said you'll you'll be coming up on Saturday. I'll, I'll be coming up. I haven't decided yet whether I'm going to go in with our fans, which is highly possible. More than likely, or whether I'm going to go in your boardroom and go through all aggro uh, of what they're asking us to do. Do you, uh, do you do that often? Do you do you mix with your fans in, in away games? Yeah, well, I, you know, I don't mind it. And sometimes I just, you know, if I went to Barnes, I went and had part with Barnsley fans as well as our fans. Yeah, you know, so so I, I don't, I don't, it doesn't bother me. Uh, it's uh, once went to uh, Carlisle. And uh, another great club. I'm not calling any club, by the way. And uh, we had uh, John Coleman's brother with us. Uh, he, he, uh, he didn't have a tie. I had a tie in my pocket because he didn't have a tie. I put mine in my pocket. And we went to go into border and he said, you're not coming in. We have to tie. And I said, well, he ain't, he ain't got a tie. And he said, well, he can't come in. I said, but what we'll do, we'll give you a Carlisle tie and then you can come in. So we went and had a lot of beer. We, we uh, Carl Carlisle fans in a local club, Brent Corner, and still had a great day. You know, it uh, didn't get the message about dress or anything. It was a late one we got there, but we're not wearing Carl Altai's as Aki fans. So <laughs> it, it was one of them. And uh, listen, I, I get on with anybody. I like to think I get on with anybody, preferably uh, normal people. You know, I don't, I don't want to deal with uh, billionaires. I'm happy, I'm happy to be just have a pint and, and have a joke and just enjoy a day. And that's what I'm, that's what I intend to do, regardless. Saturday, so even if I go in your boardroom uh, and I've got my tie on and I've done my lateral floor test and I've got my vaccine passport and I've registered with NHS on Saturday, I've got a certificate from them to get through door. Even if I do that, I'll still be having a pint-up bus with uh, John Coleman 
if we win 2-1, what we're back. <laughs> of course, good stuff. And um, I'm going to leave it there. And, and th- thank you so much, like I said, for taking your time out to, to talk to us. It's been uh, it's been a pleasure, I'm sure. You know, um, listeners obviously appreciate that as well, obviously giving an insight into into what it's like. You know, I guess obviously it's slightly different for uh, for, for Deshpon Chancery at this moment in time. But um, but yeah, it's, it's great to, to it's know. It's the same difference for him. Listen, he'll, he'll hurt when you were not winning. I guarantee it. So yeah. uh, I'll hurt if we don't win on Saturday, but it, it is football. Of course, of course. But it's great to see that you know there are, um, there are owners out there that are trying to um, create that sustainable model. And you know, there's been many clubs that have fallen foul. You know, Berry no longer here. Um, was it was it Macclesfield as well? I know they've come they've come back, <clears throat> but um, but yeah, there's lots of clubs that have. When you see you saw it at Wigan and Derby, and you know it's it's a shame. And uh, clubs are more important than individual owners. You're going to have fifty owners, you know, in the next two hundred years, uh, and chances are you're going to land on a baron every now and again. You know, it's it's law of averages. So, you know, your club has to be protected from from the event that you do get on a bad owner. Uh, and if, if you can just protect against some of the wild stuff, uh, you will get a good own, good owners, and you'll you'll keep progressing and be the great club that you are. Of course, cheers, Andy. Great stuff. Thank Take you very easy. much. Look after yourself. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.